Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. You're listening to MAP Sports Take. Whether it's breaking news or sports business, this is your home for unmuzzled and unconventional sports talk. With assistant general manager, director of player personnel, and three-time world champion on his resume, David Turner has a thing or two to teach you about pro football. At his side is Ryan Roberts, former college football player, football coach, and NFL Draft Bibles director of scouting. Together, they're here to take you on a deep dive into what goes on in the world of sports. Ryan and David, take it away. Welcome to Mav Sports Take. It is episode 59, your unmuzzled sports talk, focusing on the business of sports. Of course, we are live here on Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube, bringing you the insight into the sporting world, a lot of which you do hear about on a daily basis and a whole lot that you do not. Of course, I am coming to you with Mr. David Turner, who has spent 18 years across the NFL, CFL, three straight Arena League championships with the Arizona Rattlers to bring you that glimpse into the sporting world. Before we begin, I want to ask if you are watching this video right now, if you want to give us a like, you want to give us a share, you're listening on Apple Podcasts, subscribe, rate, give us just a nice little blurb, you know, to to tell everyone that that you guys love us so much. So we continue to grow and keep this thing rolling. We are a completely interactive podcast. So as we are live here on 8.30 Eastern time on a Tuesday night, if there are any questions, please throw them in the chat box. We have a couple of great interviews tonight, including Nathaniel Noel, who is a running back at Appalachian State. This past week, he actually had a Thursday kickoff against Marshall, a 31-30 victory, comfort behind victory for Appalachian State. He rushed for 187 yards in that outing, got a crazy week off on the right note, in my opinion. And he made a little bit of a headline, had a, a need the football there with a few seconds left, which after the game, if you're following Nathaniel on Twitter, put out a little tweet that, uh, you know, maybe the, uh, the the betters of the world that may have taken the line in that game were probably not too happy with him. And I know David Turner <laughs> loves his uh, fantasy stuff and his betting and all that good stuff. So definitely want to get a little bit of that with Nathaniel Noel. We also have J.D. Woods from Baker University. Where is Baker University? It's in Kansas. What is it? NAIA school which I believe David's probably been through. I'm going to ask him in a second. I have been through Baker. Absolutely. He has been through Baker. And now this young man has just set the NAIA all-time rushing record with over 5,800 yards, 5,856 to be exact. And he also has 91 career touchdowns, which is the most absurd number that I've ever heard in my life. So we're going to get into his record-breaking day this past weekend. We're also, at the end, going to do a little segment that we're going to call Fool's Gold. We're going to talk about the undefeated teams. I think we have six of them right now. No, five. Sorry, can't count. Five teams in the NFL, including the L.A. Rams, Las Vegas Raiders, Denver Broncos, Carolina Panthers, and Arizona Cardinals, all sitting with a 3-0 record. We want to tell you whether we think if this is Fool's Gold or not. So we're going to dig heavy into those teams. We're going to get these great interviews. Before I do, I already introed him, but I'm joined by Mr. David Turner. David, as we start out every single podcast, how are you, my friend? I am doing splendid here on this uh, Wednesday night. You know, I'm just here enjoying another great episode of Math Sports Take with you. But out here in Arizona, it's cooling off. So, you know, we're getting some good weather out here. We're getting a nighttime where we can sit outside and in the mornings, you know, open up the house, get some fresh air in the house now. So, 
it's that time of year where everybody is uh, excited out here in Arizona to, to be living here. So very excited about that. Very excited about being here with you. Very excited about our interviews. Like you said, there's a kid from Baker. I mean, I never thought I'd be interviewing a kid from Baker, but he has unrealistic stats. Incredible person uh, to get on the show, get some exposure for. You know, I'm all excited about everybody tonight and this whole thing. And then the fool's gold. I think it's going to be a fun segment at the at the back end of it. So hope everybody sticks around. It's going to be an action-packed hour, baby. Yep. Yeah, and I want to get right in. So I'm going to welcome on Nathaniel Noel in just a second. Of course, Appalachian State running back, as I talked about him in the intro. Fresh off 187-yard outing against Marshall. And only 20 carries. who so averaged about nine yards in total this past weekend. Of course, the 31-30 victory. So I'm going to welcome Nathaniel on now, and he is not joining us, so we'll wait a second. He was in the back, and now he has disappeared. So once it gets a uh, question to you, David, actually, no, he's popping back in now. So we'll get a quick well, edit on that, but we got Nathaniel Noel now joining the show out of Appalachian State, star running back in a tandem there uh, with Cameron Peoples, who's a very talented running back as well. Nathaniel, how are you, brother? I'm good. I'm good. You can hear me now? There yes. he is. Yes, oh, yeah, yeah. I'm all good. I'm all good. Awesome, man. Well, we appreciate you for hopping on with us tonight, man. Before we get going here, how's everything been going with you? It's been going great. You know, season's been going good. Yeah. Well, it's been I, I want, good right now. That's awesome, man. And, of course, I, I wanted to start you off, Nate, because I know you just had a phenomenal victory this past week. Uh, Thursday, last Thursday, 31-30 victory. Kind of talked about it in the intro a little yes, bit. Sir, yes, sir. And I know that we, you know, started off with a bang, come come from behind victory, uh, huge performance. I think you guys were down nine points or so. You scored 10 points there in the fourth quarter. So just take me through that game a little bit and just the atmosphere uh, around kicking off the week on the right way for Appalachian State. Oh, I mean, it was a home game. The crowd, the crowd was into it. You know, the sidelines were into it. I just, it, was, it was a great atmosphere. I feel like I feel like our fans had had a lot to do with our comeback and also just us knowing what we're playing for. You know, just just all that time again, that all had a part in our win. For sure, man. And, and what, what what was it like the preparation for that one, Nathaniel? Because obviously I know Marshall's a good football team. I, I know you guys were probably prepared. Did you expect it to come down to the wire? What was just the preparation like for that for you uh, for you and the team during the week? Oh yeah, it was it was it was big preparation. It was a big preparation because last year we fell short to them. Oh, at a, I mean at their home, we fell short. So this was like this was like a game that we felt like we needed to win. Like you know every game we need to win, but this game we just we just you know took it a little bit more personal. We knew we had to win. We couldn't leave without without a W. Hey Nathaniel, can I mention really quick? This is a video podcast, so if we, you know, I'm looking at your fan right now, but uh, we'd love oh. to see you. And as we, there you go. <laughs> well, well, Nathaniel, we're big fans of you. We were fans of your. We fan are a big fan. We see you got a big Philly fan there, but we definitely want to see that smile. <laughs> I want to set the. I know David already introduced the question. I want to set the stage for a second because you had the funniest tweet of all time, by the way. This was fantastic about you're not covering the spread, right? I think it was like yeah. seven points or whatever. You would tuck it in. You guys would have won yeah. by eight points. But so you're up 31 to 30. You just guys had a nice comeback. You scored 10 points in the fourth quarter. You're now winning 31 to 30. 
you break through and you're gone. You're out of there. Could have easily scored. Instead, you decided to take the knee inside the 10-yard line. Would have been an easy touchdown, obviously. Very heads-up play. And I think from a coaching perspective, from a player perspective, you look at it and you say, that's the way you play football. That's smart football. Yeah. And, of course, I'm sure you got some heat on Twitter, some betters are like, but you could have yeah. got me the points, yeah. man. You could have got me the yeah. money. <laughs> so take us through yeah, that. Yeah, you could have put us home. <laughs> I mean, I felt that. I felt that. I just felt that, you know, I didn't want to put my defense back on the field. Mm-hmm. And. I just – I don't know. Like, I just didn't want to put my defense back on the field and put the game in their hands. And I knew that they didn't have any more timeouts. I didn't want no miracles to happen. I knew the best decision was to, you know, just fall down early, even though that would have probably been my first touchdown of the season. Right. Well, and yeah. uh, but did you – so situationally, was that something that was just like second nature, like you knew that that was the best decision before it even happened? Or was that something where the coaches had kind of been playing in your head, like, guys, like, we don't want to score. We want to just move the chains, and we want to get down. I mean, we, we like, at the time, they didn't really input it. At, I mean, they didn't really input it that, that late because we, we were really expecting, like, at least, like, three more plays and a couple more, you know, uh, like, a lot more time off the clock. So it wasn't really, like, instilled in us, but we just – like I kind of like I kind of knew the situation it was zero timeouts left, and you know I, I I knew it was like under two minutes, so I knew if we as long as we you know get some yards we'll be good. But then when I felt they tried to let me score, I just knew something was fishy. I had to fall. Yeah, I know. I I saw the safety at the end there, man. He was just kind of staring at you like, go ahead, go yeah. ahead, go ahead. You didn't take it. Yeah, it's very smart, very no. smart. It's a play by you. And I want to obviously highlight the team for a second because obviously I think you're a fantastic player. I know you've got another running back that is a fantastic football player. So I actually yeah. want to ask you before we kind of finish you out with like what's the next step of the season, what's the season outlook in general. I want to ask you about the fellow running back in that backfield because you got kind of that speed element. I know you're a Florida boy. You are a little yeah. bit of a smaller back, but you got that home run threat. And then you got Cameron Peoples, who is a 6'2", 210-pound back. He's got speed too. He's a long strider, but like he's got that physicality to him. Just want to ask about your relationship and how you feel like you guys mesh together stylistically. I mean, I feel like we're both bruisers to the defense in our own ways. I feel like we we like we feed off each other. Like if one person goes in and you know does good, then he'll come back to the sideline and it'll be like my turn. But I feel like I gotta one up him, and then it's the same way when I get out, he'll try to one up me. Like. We always try to get each other better. Yeah, and I know. I, and I know. Obviously, he's the he's the older guy of, of the two. How much has he been instrumental to your development? Um, you being a little bit younger than him, just to to continue to develop your game personally as a football player. Oh yeah, he's been big. He's been like a mentor, you know, teaching me certain things and you know certain moves. And you know, even I've been teaching him certain stuff. Like you know, you probably could have did this on this play. So like, we complement each other. And, you know, we, we help each other learn and get better. Now, with a three-and-one start, you know, how good can this team be moving forward? Like, you're there every day. You're watching practice. You see how you guys are. You've obviously jumped out to a really good uh, record here to start the season. How, how good could this team really be? Get it, Give us the inside scoop. I mean, I feel – I personally feel like 
we can we can go the rest of the way without losing. I feel like our mindset is, you know, up there. Like it's it's great. Like I feel like we we're focused in practice. We're focused like we're we're still hungry. We're still hungry until we get the championship. We don't want to lose any more games. We felt like we felt like we should have we lost one with Miami. We should have played better. But going on from there, we just feel like we're a whole better team. That experience right there, just like, you know, seal the deal. Like, yeah, we gotta we gotta finish off this season right. We wasn't even supposed to lose. That's how we feel. Love I feel it. like we're supposed to go undefeated. Yeah, well, Nathaniel, we really appreciate you taking just a few minutes with us, highlighting, obviously, your big outing, 187 yards and the 31-30 victory over Marshall. Um, anything you want to leave the crowd with, whether it's a social media following or just outlook for the team, like whatever you want to leave, we'll give you about 30 seconds for uh, to end this one. Okay, well, uh, follow me on Instagram, underscore Nate, the T-H-E, great, seven. And um, I just feel like there's a lot more to come during this season. I feel like there's going to be a lot of records broken. Love it, man. Well, we're looking forward to it, Nathaniel. I, I know uh, we are – I'm an NFL draft guy, so is David Turner. I'm sure we'll be talking to you in a couple years when you make that jump. But really appreciate you again. Best of luck on the season, and thank you so much for taking a little bit of time with us today. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Thank, thank you very much. Thank you. All right, a little bit of technical difficulties, but as we always do, David Turner, we get through it. We get through we it. We are through it. Perseverance, man. Perseverance is the name of tonight. I know we're going to have our second guest, J.D. Woods, which I'm telling you, David, I've interviewed this young man before. Um, fantastic young man. Really excited for you to dig it deep into his background that I've already been able to dig deep into a little bit. Uh, before we do that, though, would you be a parent of a high school athlete trying to make it to the next level? If you answered yes – then why not secure coaching from an expert? Here at Maverick Sports Consulting, we work with high school athletes of all sports to create a strategy for the recruiting process with limited scholarships given each year. Having a pointed recruiting plan helps our clients secure their opportunities to play collegiate sports. We focus on your transcripts, your film, leadership, and how to set your goals and create pathways to get to them. Whether you're looking to attend an SEC school or Slippery Rock University, we can support your efforts to get those goals for 2022. Contact us at Maverick Sports Consulting today. So, David, you were telling me about Baker before we got Nathaniel back on. She said there's, you know, once in a while you get a guy. It's it's not very often. Obviously, they're a small NAIA school. Take me through the school, though. I want to see, like, what David Turner is. Roll it up to Baker University, man. What's what's the campus like? What's it like out there? Because I honestly have never really been to an NAIA school, so I don't know what the facilities look like. I don't have any background for that. You know, it's – I hate to use the word, but it, it's it's the most fitting word. It's a quaint university. It's just kind of, you know, there in, the, in, in Kansas. It's nothing like imposing or where you're like, oh, good God, like this – this is awesome or, you know, or, or the other way, you're not like, good God, this is terrible. You know, it's just a quaint little college town, little college place to go enter into. It's, I enjoyed the visit, the coaches and the staff, the administration were always really nice. Um, you know, very accommodating. They get you set up on your film. You get all the access to the players. If you want them to come over and talk to you, you get access to the coaches and training staff. Um, you know, it's just not like going when you walk on to like, you know, K-State or KU where it's just a developed out place, you know. Oh, it's not? So, 
No, it's not. It's not like that. No, not at all. So, you know, again, it's just you just got to walk in and, you know, know where you're going. And if you don't, honestly, I've my first time on Baker University, I didn't know where I was going. And I, I stopped and asked a student where the where the, you know, administrative, uh, you know, sports administration office was and stuff. And she was a nice little, oh, yeah, I'm a, a gymnast, I think she was. And, yeah, it's over there and da-da-da. And it's like, oh, okay, great, thanks, you know. And it's just a nice little campus, and they point it out. And, like I said, the coach is really great. The staff, everybody, administration always has the information that you need. So I like I like it. It's a nice little – again, it's a great college town, great little college visit for guys like me that are more traditionalists. I really enjoy going to, to Baker and those types of schools. And like I said, once in a while, you come across a guy that, you know, you're like, oh, I could, I could dig this guy. This guy is pretty good. And then, uh, you know, you start digging into them and you find out their history and everything about them. And it's, it's, it's a nice little visit. Man, this reminds me of like story time with Uncle Dave, man. I'm digging, <laughs> I'm digging it right now. Um, definitely want to ask, and I want to get J.D. on here in a second. Of course, Mr. J.D. Woods, who is now a all-time record holder, at the NAIA level, going to bring him on in just a second. But I really want to dig into, like, what do you do in Kansas, man? Like, I chase tornadoes? Like, do you do anything else in Kansas? I don't know. But we'll, we'll talk about that with J.D. when we get Do you know it takes Sorry. seven hours to drive across the state of Kansas? I'm not surprised. Why would I'm I've not surprised? I've done it many times, and it takes seven hours to do it. The only thing I – well, besides for the, the, the college teams, the only thing I know about Kansas is I know that they – like to chase tornadoes, right? Like I know that because it's flat. They don't I chase tornadoes; they survive yes. tornadoes. Well, no, 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 no. There's there's storm chasers. You're absolutely correct. You're not right at all. <laughs> no, there's I know there's storm chasers, chasers, but those people oh, yeah. are crazy. Well, they chase it though. It's like Oklahoma, Kansas, like all those Midwest states. Like it's flat land. They're going to chase storms. And then the other thing I know is that Smallville, Kansas. So Superman. There we go. That's that's all I know. That's all I got. That's all I got. That's all but, you got. That's it. That's all I got. But what I do know, Mr. J.D. Woods is going to join the show with us right now. J.D., I saw you laughing backstage, man. So I appreciate the little bit of humor there. Of course, now the all-time record holder, over 5,800 yards rushing, also 91 career total touchdowns for Baker University and NAIA record for rushing. J.D., how you doing, brother? We haven't talked in a couple months. How's it going? It's good. It's good. Finally, good to have fans back in the stadium for once. How was that, man? I know we we have a bunch of questions we want to ask you, but what was it like just getting that place rocking a little bit? It's it was cool, you know. Um, I don't obviously. You guys have probably never been to Baldwin, Kansas, at all. But it's, I'm sorry, it's what? Here, I'm you know, sorry, just what? like JD, uh, let me, JD let me I was I I I've been there. I know that stadium. I've been to school there. I was a scout for the Panthers, and the whole state of Kansas was my territory. So I've been there. <laughs> Yeah, it, and if you have, it's like on Saturdays, it's listing stadiums rocking, and it was a cool experience, you know, just to like see all the fans back out there. The students were going crazy, so it was super cool. You know, our first game was at Culver Stockton, and I don't know if I've ever been in such a packed environment since I've been at Baker, you know, with fans being back, so it was pretty cool. That's awesome, man, and I know obviously, J.D., I had gotten a little bit of the – insight into your background obviously when we did our interview a couple months back but i want to take it to the next level for the fans for the listeners that are listening for david of course it's kind of getting the first background of you like in-depth background anyway take us through 
how you ended up at Baker. I know you had to stop along the way. Just highlight just kind of your journey so far right now. Um, yeah, I remember last time we talked, uh, I went to Missouri Western State out of high school, um, St. Joe in the MIAA. Uh, obviously, things didn't go too well there. You know, um, coaching staff changed. Um, and I just felt like it wasn't the right fit. You know, the offense wasn't, you know, my style of offense. I'm a guy who wants to, I want to touch the ball like 20, 25 times a game, you know, and up there, they were spreading it out. There was like three backs touching it like 10 to 15 a game. So I'm like, man, I can't do this, you know? So um, that, you know, that happened a little bit and the coaching change happened. And then when my sister, you know, got sick, that played a big part for me. So I came back close to home and Hey, we're here now. Love it, man. Love it, man. No, like, tell us now. I gotta ask this question really quick because it comes up a lot when players that we're interviewing changes, change schools because of yeah. coaching staff changes. How much does getting recruited and you making a decision based on a, a certain is it on the certain style of offense? Is it on the academics and the school and what the school brings, or is it truly about a certain position coach coaching you, getting you ready? Um. For me, I think it was it was more of the connection, you know. Um, my head coach, Jason Thorne, he's a Lawrence guy. You know, he played at KU, all big eight. And um, him and I had a really good connection. My offensive coordinator at the time was Jake Morris. He coached uh, Pat Mahomes at Texas Tech with Cliff Kingsbury. So, you know, I was a little familiar with how he might be used, you know, he – he blew my phone up. It was terrible. I was at one point I wanted to block him. I was like, dude, you gotta leave me alone. You know, like I'm like, man, like give me some time. It's a, you know, it's a cool process. You go through it again, just like a high school kid. And um, you got all these coaches blowing your phone up and stuff. And at the time, you know, it's I'm in I'm in the summer, so I'm hanging out with my friends. I'm like, all right, I'll get back to it. And then time started ticking, and my mom goes, You gotta make a decision. And at, at that moment, I was like, do I want to go D2 and sit out another year or, you know, do I just go in NAIA? And she looked at me and she was like, you got to get on the field. And Baker was the right spot for me just with uh, academics. You know, I knew I'd be in smaller classrooms. Um, I'd be around guys who wanted me there. You know, I wanted to be somewhere where I felt appreciated and wanted. And Baker just felt like home. And it's you know, I, I stay at home still. I commute every day. It's 20 minutes for me. So, yeah. Now, can you please tell Ryan that people in Kansas don't chase tornadoes? Like, you That's guys, they survive. They, they, they chase tornadoes here. They're crazy. Oh, what? what? People, in Kansas, people in Kansas, we had a tornado two summers ago. And people were chasing them. I was like, you guys are crazy. Like, the whole town was freaking out. And people were just videoing the tornado going by their house and stuff. And I was like, all right. Well, I remember video. I remember them videoing it as it goes by their house and stuff. But I don't remember watching people chase the tornadoes when I'm going through there. You ever seen the uh, storm chasers? They they do that. That's real. That's a real thing. That's that's just insanity. Like, that's just never seen. You never seen the movie Twister, apparently, either. With well, I've seen that movie. It was a terrible movie, by the way. It was awful. It, was, it wasn't a great movie, but they were in. Kansas that movie was then. so. It should never have been made. That movie was just. I mean, come on. That was just. This is you know. a movie podcast. It's not a movie podcast. You know. Well, we can get into movies, can't we? I mean, geez. Right. I mean, we're talking dictator. about storm chasing right now, so it's always possible. 
<laughs> so tell me about how many of um how was the experience negative uh, navigating the covid pandemic i mean being you know that's where you you know kind of where we're coming out of what was the difficulties in, in what did it present to you as a player and the team i think it made us all as a team it can't we became closer you know um to start the season off, we were in fall camp for like during COVID season for we were in fall camp for almost a month or two and a half. You know, like it was just rolling and rolling. Games kept getting canceled, and we were wondering. We we're looking at coach like, are we going to play a game? You know, and during that time, all of us, you know, we're around each other, so we can hang out, you know, obviously, but we can't see any other people. So it, it made us bond a little closer, and that was. I think that was one of our best years. You know, we went undefeated going into the playoffs. Obviously, uh, we played that in the spring, COVID with, with COVID. So we came back in the playoffs, and some guys had graduated. So, you know, so they had to move on with their life. And um, yeah, it was it, COVID was one of the craziest things that I've ever experienced on like a sports base because the testing all the time. I hated getting my nose dug into and. It was just bad overall, you know, like before the playoffs, before the bus rides and stuff, it was just, it was terrible. But overall for me, it helped me a lot because I was able to sit there and focus on what I needed to get better at, which was learning how to read defenses, learning how to make a move at certain times and how to run routes. You know, I was able to take all that time and get my body in better shape and focus on getting healthy, you know. Yeah. And I know I know that's obviously very important, especially for running backs, you know, just keeping that body as fresh as possible because it's it's obviously a very daunting position. You mentioned it, you know, you want to carry the ball 20 to 25. I want you to boast about yourself though for a second, JD, because I think there's going to be a misnomer about you when you come out, because they're all gonna say NAIA kid, right? Like who is he played? What what who, you know, these linebackers that he's gonna play are gonna be working at Walmart next year, you know, like they're not dudes. <laughs> but then you talk about yourself. Why do you gotta go to Walmart? They're not I'm a sorry, sponsor. They're not I a sponsor. I think that's don't what be, they do. Don't, don't be mentioning places that aren't sponsors. Okay, so next year all these guys are gonna be chasing storms, right? And JD Woods <laughs> is gonna be trying to make his career, making his living. And I think that you have the ability to do it, one, because you're a you're a well-built young man who I, I think the background was, again, like a 10-4-1 in the hundreds. So, like, we're talking about, like, some legit juice here. And we're talking about production. In my, in my opinion, and I think it's most people's opinions, for the smaller school guys to make that jump potentially to the next level, they need to dominate their competition. And there is no question that to 91 career touchdowns that you have done that. So tell us, just paint the picture. For people that haven't seen J.D. Woods – what type of football player are you? Uh, I'm a team guy, you know, like I can sit up here and do it, you know, and I, I, I've learned, I did it a lot. And just as I've gotten older, I kind of realized and my offensive coordinator, him, he, um, he was at, he was at Minnesota a lot and he always told me, he's like, you got to be humble. You got to be humble. So without my team, obviously, I wouldn't do it. But the film doesn't lie. You know, you can turn the film on and tell from what's going on here, what's going on there that I can play football with at any level. You know, it was just I took a different route than a lot of people. And if you log on to Twitter or any other website, the numbers speak for themselves. You know, I can't really I can't really change where I'm at, but I know I can play with anybody and I feel like I can do that. 
obviously, you know, people are going to have a big question mark on where Baker is, you know, and what conference I'm in. Obviously, I'm not playing at LSU like Clyde or these other guys. But if you ask me, I play in the best conference in the NAIA and I play against the best competition in the playoffs. And I, you know, go back to last spring, I dominated in the playoffs against one of the best teams in the country. So, I mean, it is what it is. At the end of the day, I'm the only one who can, you know, decide what happens when I get out there and perform in front of people, you know. So it, it is what it is. Yeah. And now, for those scouts that are sitting out there, they haven't been to Baker yet. Tell them. Give, give them the stats. Give them, like, how tall are you? What are you weighing? Uh, I'm five. Five seven five eight. This I just I literally just got out the shower and weighed. I was one ninety eight point two. So I'm I'm right where I want to be. I want to be in that one ninety five two hundred range. So I'm moving well. I feel a lot faster and stronger. You know, because I was two two ten two twelve, and I didn't feel comfortable. I felt like I'd lost a step. And when I went into the off season, my trainers were like, "All right, this is what we're gonna do. We're gonna work on." slimming you up, you know, making you quicker, your balance, uh, just getting you healthy. And I just think I'm probably playing the best football I've ever played in my life right now. You know, I think coach had told me a crazy stat because honestly, I don't even care about stats anymore. I was like, I was worried about the two records and that was it. I was like, all right, coach, we got to get them. And then he told me, he was like, you got 15 touchdowns in five games. I was like, what? Really? So, you know, it comes with winning, you know, the touchdowns come with winning, the yards come with winning, and that's what I've been focused on. I'm trying to – I came back to Baker for one reason, and that's to go to North Carolina and win a national championship. Now, that all being said, obviously taking it to the next level, NFL level, you're going to be playing special teams. Do you do punt returns and, and kickoff returns? I do. I do do punt returns and kick returns. Uh <laughs> first kick return of the season I returned it back to like the opposite 40 and they just stopped kicking it to me after that but they still, I still <laughs> but it tends to happen that way it tends to yeah they, tend to do that. they pooch they pooch them all now so I, I go out every time I'm hoping they'll kick to me again but they haven't kicked to me uh last week they did but it was a little deep in end zone so I kept it in you know I wanted to get good field position uh punt return I had a punt return two weeks ago like 30 yards Last week, uh, they were shanking them all. So, yeah, I'm I'm returning kicks right now, and I'll go down and tackle somebody. Whatever you want me to do, I'll do it. As long as I'm on the field and helping the team win, it doesn't matter to me. Well, that's the best attitude there is. Yeah. You know, that's really the best attitude there is right there. How's your pass yeah. protection? Oh, great. That's all we work on in practice. It's it's ter- it's we well here at Baker we can't cut so either you're getting ran over or you're doing the running over so we had we had to learn the how- hammer or the nail he's either the hammer or yeah, the I nail. Not being, I'm not being the nail so we we <laughs> pass for, we pass protect at Baker so we run an NFL pro style offense too so it's you have to know like what everyone up front's doing we got to know bear uh, three down uh, NCAA blitzes. Um, you know, uh, uh, guard bubbles. We have to know all that, you know. So I, in the last two years, my football knowledge and IQ have went through the roof with just knowing I could get on the board and draw up a lot of stuff that I probably wouldn't have been able to do two years ago. So the coaches have really helped me out, putting me in a position, you know, to succeed. And if the time comes, I'll be ready for it. Not if, when. Yes, when. Yes, absolutely. Sir. 
JD, we want to. We would definitely want to get into the obviously the, the record breaking day and the season so far. But since David's geeking out, asking about pass protection and sizes and all that stuff, I want to I want to go there for a second. As you mentioned pro style offense, give us a glimpse into what type of uh, what type of running uh, you're doing as far as schematically. Are we running a heavy inside zone? Are we doing outside zone? Are we running gap power? Are we pin and pulling? Like, what does the running scheme look like for Baker? For us, we're more, you know, we we got our offensive line is all freshmen except one guy, and that's our center. So, you know, they're up front, you know, they're they came in learning the uh offense because we lost everyone except two people, but one kid went to defense because we needed some D linemen. So it was it was a little different, you know, the first game trying to get everybody moving. So we were kind of running toss and stuff a lot, but we're back to what we do and we're we're right up the gut. We're four, five, six, seven, and we're running a lot of power, you know, with guard pulling fullback up in the hole, which is what I like. I like running inside because no one's blocking outside. The receivers, you know, they they block, but, you know, they'll get a little lazy sometimes. So, you know, I, I like running behind guys who want to hit someone. So for us, we're we're more of a straight downhill 42-43 uh, type team. We're just powering it, and that's what I like. Kind of getting into the season so far. Obviously, we're happy to be back to a normal season. What has this season been like for you so far? Obviously, leading up to the big day, we're going to ask you about that in a second. But just so far, what is the experience like getting back to normalcy and getting back to what looks like a full slate of games? It feels it's honestly, it's really, really, it's more relaxing than it's ever been. You know, it's like, um, it's like Christmas. Back, you know, like you finally get to play a full season. Like last game, last year when we talked, we had only played six regular season games plus the two playoff games, you know. So now it's like we're playing a full season plus the playoffs. Uh, just coming into the season, it was like everyone got to be with each other again. We were able to um, have a team bonding, you know, uh, get to know each other, which last year we weren't able to do. Um, we started the season off. We were 2-0. Two, two and o. When, you know, we lost a turnover, killed us at Grandview in Des Moines. Ah, we fumbled twice, threw a pick inside. We turned the ball over three times inside the five, and they scored on two of those. So we spotted them 14. We lost by 17. So, you know, ball protection got to be better. But other than that, you know, I think I think we got the team to do it. Um, this is probably the best team I've been on since I've been here. We're deep at all positions. You know, we can go. You can go four deep at running back, but we don't. So, you know, I can't, can't, you know, it's just how it is right now with me being there. And we have a good running back in Jordan Green. He's a backup. Um, fullbacks, we're deep. We can go seven, eight deep at receiver. Tight ends, we're good. I thought so it was about to say seven or eight deep at fullback. I was getting all excited. Oh. I was like, yeah. No, 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 no. We got two. We got, no, we got two fullbacks that we rotate, but. We can go oh, you got me up. all excited when you went seven or eight deep. I thought you were going to say fullback, and I was going to just jump out of my chair. I was just like, <laughs> that's my kind of play. So. Yeah, no, we got we got some guys, you know, who can all touch the ball. I think we – crazy stat he told us. We've had like 14, 15 guys touch the rock already, like with receptions at that. So it's, wow. it's cool just being able to, you know, know we can score when we want to and need to because we've been in some close first game was close it was a shootout and uh defense is doing their thing they always do that they're always top five in the nation so yeah 
Well, let me ask you about this. Going into the game, did you know about breaking the record? Did you know you were like right there? And, you know, did you, what was it like in the moment that when you did break the record? Man, honestly, can't even lie to you. Yeah, we, uh, so my coach, my head coach and I, um, him and I are super close. We had on his board how many yards I needed. And coming into the season, it was like 449. I needed like five touchdowns. So knock the touchdown record off right away. You know, I had four touchdowns against Culver Stockton, came back and had four the next week against uh, William Penn. So I'm like, okay, we got that out the way. And then, um, you know, the yards started coming and he was like, he, he got to Saturday and he looked at me, he goes, you need 24 yards. I was like, 24? So I got all excited, you know, and then first half, we played terrible. We had one yard in our first quarter. We didn't have a first down. So then he was, like, talking to me. He's like, you know, you're running kind of soft. Got, got me going. So then uh, – Yeah, that we, word. Uh, that one little word. That's what I ended up running for, like, 150 and three touchdowns after that. So in, this, for the, last, in the last three quarters. So, yeah, he uh, – on the run – I was I knew I was close because someone I had broke like after he had called me soft, I broke like a 19 yard run or something. So I was like, okay, I need a couple yards. And then I came back, had like a two yard run, and then I got a first down, and that's when they announced it in the stadium. And I was like, man, I was like, this is crazy. And they took the ball right off the field and threw it to my coach and they saved it for me. I actually got it right here. Next, I got the touchdown ball and the uh and the rushing record ball. So yeah. Those are awesome. That is awesome. Really is. Yeah. yeah. No, I can't I can't wait to watch you play at the next level and everything. I mean, your size, your weight, your your uh speed, all that stuff reminds me of like Maurice Jones Drew when he was coming out of UCLA. Now obviously yeah. a different competitional level, but your size reminds me similarly of what that and your versatility to be a punt returner, a kickoff returner, which he did. And then, like you said, you'll fly down and play a gunner or something to go to go play on kickoff team, at least, if not on punt team. So, you know, you got an ability to play core four. Plus, you know, you if, if you're in a pro style offense like we know Baker is and can step up and get your nose dirty and pass protection. It, you know, it's obvious that you, you're, you're doing everything you can to build your resume for the next level. So good luck. And, and I really appreciate you coming on tonight. Thank you. Absolutely. Well, Janie, appreciate it again, man. Second time with me. I'll probably be bugging you maybe once or twice more before uh, before the draft day comes along, man. But best of luck the rest of the season. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. Thank you, guys. Thank you for having me. All right. So, David, I, I just want to reiterate this again because I think that some people are not going to quite understand this, man. I'm going to say these numbers one more time. One more time. Because <laughs> So, we're talking about a college career that is – Five, four to five years, right? He got the extra year. He only played six games plus the playoffs last year. So, like, you know, it's obviously not nearly a full season. Right. 5,856 rushing yards, just rushing yards. I'm not talking about total yards because he returns kicks. He also catches the football out of the backfield. 91 touchdowns. That's the number right there. Because, like, the 5,800 is, is bonkers. It's absurd. But 91 touchdowns? Like, I – I, I can't even quantify that. I, I don't think most people even like if I, like think about that for a second, folks. There are some Hall of Fame running backs 
that do not have 91 rushing touchdowns in their career, not have 91 total touchdowns in their career. And this kid's done it in four to six years, whatever it's been for him. So just want to take a step back and just kind of appreciate that number. It's absurd. Yeah, it doesn't matter what level you're at. Uh, he said he's got four offensive linemen that are freshmen blocking for him right. up front, and he's still producing, and he's still getting yards, and he's still breaking records. So, you know, people will go, well, it's NAIA. Yeah, it is. But also the people blocking for him, you know, the people, that are, as he said, the receivers are kind of lazy at times. He's making a lot happen with his size and his speed, and I give him kudos for dropping down under 200 because, you know what, it's better to run fast than it is to to be a big old slow back, especially at the NAIA level. You got to catch the attention of the scouts like myself. You got to yeah. jump off the the film with speed. So, you know, if he can show he can break away from the competition, then we can translate it to you know giving him a shot. And Kansas City Chiefs often give guys from Baker a, at least a camp look. So this is a kid that's right up there, kind of alley. Plus, they'll know what to do with him with the kind of offense they run too. Absolutely. And of course, coming out of NAIA, not going to get drafted. Very low chance that that happens. But with that production, with this, I think he's going to test exceptionally well with his running style. Get him in the camp. See what you got. All right. So J.D. Woods, of course, star running back out of Baker University. Going to go into some fool's goal with these undefeated teams. Before we do, have you secured any sponsorships with your name, image, and likeness yet? No. What's keeping you from earning that money or gaining products today? probably access to companies. Maverick Sports Consulting can connect those dots for you. We believe in the power of athletes making a living off of their own likeness while going to college. If it's simply that you don't have access to companies, don't let that keep you from being successful. Contact us today at Maverick Sports Consulting so we can help you navigate your path to gaining corporate sponsorships for your collegiate career. An athlete's earnings potential is unlimited. Why wait until tomorrow to start earning today? It doesn't matter what sport we play. You could play volleyball. You could play football. You could play golf. Whatever it is, we can help you. We help all our clients achieve their goals. Just contact us at maverickportsconsulting.com. TikTok, the clock is ticking. All right, David, so moving into our final segment. Of course, last week we talked about um, what is the panic meter on some of these winless teams. So we want to flip the script a little bit. We're going to go to the other way. We're talking about the undefeated football teams after three weeks and whether we think that it might be a little bit of fool's gold or if we think that this is legit, this is sustainable, this is a good football team. So I want to start with the Los Angeles Rams. because Of course you, know, you do. Of course I do. Don't <laughs> worry, right, we'll get to one of your former uh, – actually, a couple of your former teams that you've worked for here, actually. Yes, but, sir. We're going to start the Los Angeles Rams, who are fresh off of a 34-24 victory over the defending Super Bowl champions, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And if you watch that game, that game was not even that close. The 34-24 is they scored a touchdown late. That game was decided handily there in the third quarter. So I obviously, David, I, I think this is legit. I do not think this is fool's gold for a lot of reasons. One, that defense is very good. It's very good. Aaron Donald up front, Jalen Ramsey, a cornerback. You have two of the best defensive players in all of football on your defense. Offensively, let's call it what it is. Jared Goff is a passable, solid NFL quarterback, but he has extreme limitations. For me, you now have Sean McVay, who is a brilliant offensive mind, paired with an 
ultra-talented Matt Stafford, a quarterback that is just unlocking the potential that the Cooper Cups, the Robert Woods, and the rest of this offense has. They could have scored more points than they did than 34. They were humming on offense. They kind of, you know, took took them the uh, took the foot off the pedal there in the fourth quarter. So I'm buying into it, man. Hopefully they don't break my heart, but this is definitely a playoff team. This is a legit Super Bowl contender. I'm buying full stock into the Los Angeles Rams. Yeah, I, I'm buying this too. I think out of the three NFC teams that are undefeated, that um, this is a team that I don't think is fool's gold at all. I think, like you said, they they brought in Stafford. They added the nitrous to that offense. His arm is live. He can make throws from all certain le- all sorts of levels. Um, you know, it's just amazing. I think they have nine touchdowns to one interception so far this season. Their defense has given up two passing touchdowns while intercepting three balls. Um, you know, they've given now they've given up four rushing touchdowns on the ground and only rushed for two. They still got to work out the kinks in that rushing game. Be there in the end, as we all know, late runs. You got to have a, a good rushing game. I mean, not that they're bad, but I think they're only averaging like 3.3 yards a, a rush right now. They definitely need to pick that up and get get going a little bit more to ultimately be where we think they can be. But putting Matthew Stafford, you know, with Cooper Cup and Woods and Deshaun Jackson and Higgy, you know, I think it's just you're seeing the results. It's amazing. And then the defense gets to pin their ears back and pass rush, you know. They really do. They get to pin their ears back and pass rush. And, I mean, that's just a dangerous place because you got Aaron Donald with his ears pinned back. Good only the God. best, only the best player in the NFL. Only the best player in the NFL on that defense. Yeah, I mean, geez, when he when he gets a lead in the fourth quarter and he just has to rush the passer, woo, look out. Dude, they were putting him in a, de- a defensive end, like playing him like a legit seven tech during that game. Did you see that? Like all six foot, 280 pounds of him. I'm like, that is the weirdest thing ever. But he beat the dude off the, off the outside track, dude. I'm like, he's geez, so dude, quick. What can he he's, do? What can he's he do? so quick. Again, he's so quick, and, you know, this is a team that, if I remember correctly, and I, let me see if I can pull it up real quick, but um, this is a team that schedule-wise, yeah, they played the Bears. Okay, the Bears are not that good. Indianapolis was supposed to be good, right? And they do. They still have a legit running game, but and now they got tested with Tampa Bay, who came rolling in at 2-0. So – you know, I think coming up, their schedule has Arizona, Seattle, uh, but they have the Giants, Detroit, Houston, Tennessee, Niners before their bye week. So really, they got a, a shot to go into this bye week undefeated um, if their heads don't get too big and they stay on point. I, I think the big battle test this weekend against Arizona, another 3-0 team, which we'll go into, is – is going to be a great battle. Obviously, someone's coming out of there with a loss, but it's going to be really – it's really fun to watch those those teams line up. But Seattle isn't what, we're, what we thought they would be yet. They're still, you know, struggling along. They're doing well, don't get me wrong, but their defense is struggling along. And then, uh, you know, you have the Giants and Lions who are licking wounds. Te- ten, uh, Texans are licking wounds. So, you know, they got they got a schedule here that's set up for them going into their bye week undefeated if they, they don't let their egos get away from them. And I have such mixed feelings about their defense because obviously, like, they're getting results. Their defense is off to a really strong start. Actually, statistically, it's off to a better start than it was last year when they had the top defense in the league. But so there's obviously two ways to do things, Dave. There's two ways, right? 
I like the super aggressive, like we're going to get up in your face. We're playing press man across the board. We're going to bring various blitz packages. Old like, Raiders style, baby. That's, that's my style, man. But the Rams don't operate that way, man. They are like very zone heavy. And they're like, we're going to keep everything in front of you. And we are going to force you to to really – we're going to force you to have long drives. And we're going to force you to run a lot of plays. Because I think in their estimation, they think we have two of the best players in football. We have a good defense overall. The more plays that we force you into, the more of a chance you have to make a mistake. And they're forcing mistakes. They're forcing turnovers. They're giving up some yardage. They're bending a little bit, but they're ultimately not breaking. And I feel like there's – obviously, it's a very different way of going about it because, like, I am, again, force the issue. Let's create some havoc. Let's create pressure. They're much more like let's sit back. And we're going to let you make the mistake because you're going to have to be methodical and you're going to have to run a lot of plays. You're not going to have a four-play drive. You're not going to have a five-play drive. If you're going to score, you're going to be scoring in 10 to 12 plays. Like you're going to have to run a lot of plays. And I feel like they're really just capitalizing on eventually a team making a mistake. Well, like you said, yeah, they're, they're, their opponents are starting on their own 26-yard line. Time of possession is like three and a half minutes for the opponents. But the opponents are running seven and a half plays per per drive, you yeah. know, where the Rams themselves are only running six, just over six plays per drive. Their time of possession is just under three minutes. Um, but their starting, typical starting is on the 30. So, you know, again, it's a situation, you know, they're only giving up. They're get, Per drive, they're giving up 1.93 points per drive. And so, again, they're, they're sitting pretty. If they get their running game figured out, which will keep the defense off the field a little bit longer, um, getting them rest, they'll be better off for it. Well, let's go. I know the Rams have a showdown with the Arizona Cardinals this week. Yes, this yep. week I believe it is. So let's stay there in the NFC West for a second. Arizona Cardinals off to a 3-0 start. Uh, Kyler Murray's had some really nice moments, had a little bit of an up and down last week with a couple turnovers, but he's been pretty good so far. They have a lot of weapons out at wide receiver, DeAndre Hopkins and Rondell Moore. Even though you hate Rondell Moore, he's off to a pretty darn good start the first couple weeks. Um, and then we're talking about the defense with Isaiah Simmons on the second level, Zayvon Collins. We're talking about J.J. Watt and Chandler Jones up front. Do you, are you buying into this Arizona Cardinals team? Like last week we did ones, twos, and threes, you know. Yeah. The Rams to me were, you know, off obvious like buy, buy, buy. Like if I'm a stock right. salesman, we're buying the Rams, right? Yeah. Now with Arizona, they're starting to mount some injuries, so I'm not so hardcore on the buy here. You know, I think that they they got guys like Chandler Jones, Hopkins, Green. Um, I see Hudson on the uh, on the injury report, plus Justin Murray and Justin Pugh is limited. Marco Wilson, um, you know, was limited. They're starting to really amass some injuries early on here in the season. So I can't buy these guys hard. The other part of this is, you know, without Kyler Murray, like if that guy gets hurt, I think they're really sunk because he's got to scramble around and make plays with his arm every play. You know, their their, their, uh, rushing attempts are at 84 they're averaging 3.9 yards a, a carry, and they got five rushing touchdowns. But in my in my feeling, that's some of that's cleanup time stuff. It's not like they have a dominant O line pushing people around. You know, they have 102 attempts already for passing. Um, they have seven attempts 
Now, Kyler does have four interceptions to his seven touchdowns. Yeah. You know, that's all. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not a hard buy on this. I'm a lukewarm buy. Like, if you already bought the stock, this is a definite hold. Don't sell it because it's, uh, you know, again, they have some good things working out here in the desert for sure. Um, mm-hmm. But for me, you know, the opponents, they have some momentum. They have some juice on them a little bit. You know, Jacksonville should have been a lot easier win, in my opinion, than it was. The defense came up big, got an interception for a touchdown, I think it was. And then, you know, Jackson was it Jacksonville? Yeah. They kicked that field goal at the end of the game or in the end of the half, and then it went back for a touchdown or something. So yeah, yeah, like, yeah, kick six. Yep. Yeah, kick six. It's just like that was just a poor decision by the, you know, by the Jaguars and to even attempt that kind of thing. Seventy yarder, right? Seventy yarder. Dude, it yeah. was it was it was something ridiculous, and the, the kicker had no range to do that. But again, you look at this. They beat the Tennessee Titans week one. That was a great victory. You know, it was really, honestly, I love watching that game. It was a great, hard-fought win. Week two, they beat the Minnesota Vikings, who, again, I think the Vikings are 2-1 and one now. So, yeah. good victory. Jacksonville, to me, 31-19. to 19, But I think they should have been a little bit more. I think, honestly, they could have been a little bit more uh, impressive with their with their victory there. All that being said, they're 3-0. and oh. I think this is a, a solid team. If the injuries don't isn't their Achilles tendon, this team can go a long way. Coming up, they got the Rams, but here's their schedule. They have the Rams, Niners, Cleveland, then they get Houston, then they have the Packers, Niners again, Panthers, and Seattle into their bye week. So they got the teeth of their schedule coming up here, and it's going to be a long road in the, from weeks four to eleven. Their bye week's not till twelve. Um, yeah. to fi- to really see what these this team's about. We're about to, you know, they're about to have to figure it out for sure. Yeah. So I think that the I think the Cardinals have a really good baseline. I think they have a lot a good core to work with for sure. I'm calling them fool's gold for one simple reason. One simple reason. I'm not going to go into heavy analysis here. Until Cliff Kingsbury wins more than eight games in a season, not buying into it, man. Like, he was not a good coach in college. He's a great offensive mind. There's no question. If he's our offensive coordinator, then we're cooking with grease. We can do that stuff, man. But the most wins he's ever had as a head coach in college or in the NFL is eight wins right now. Until he gets over it, I'm not buying it. I'm not buying it. So I am saying Arizona Cardinals are a little bit of fool's gold. I think they have the talent to do it. I'm not sure the decision makers up top, the coaching, because we know in the NFL especially, where parity is so high, coaching matters. Coaching absolutely matters. So I am selling them to that. Well, yeah, if you listen to Patricia Trainer's uh, podcast with me this week, you'll know what I think of the New York Giants football team's coaching. But we're not there, so keep going. Who's well, next? We're not, not going to get there either. We're not going to get there. So <laughs> Carolina Panthers, Carolina Panthers. Um, Sam Darnold resurgence, the rebirth. Everything looks great. I know McCaffrey got hurt this week. Um, DJ Moore's banged up a little bit. I think he's going to be okay. We got the young defense playing pretty well. Jeremy Chin and Brian Burns. JC Horn, though, now out with a season ending injury. If I had to start this one, I'm going to say that this team is in a good position moving forward. They have a lot of young pieces. I like a lot of what Coach Rule is doing. If they can keep Coach Brady moving forward for the next couple years, then, like, hey, man, I think this team is in a really good position with a nice core. But they are fool's gold right now just because I think the injuries are going to start to 
take the effect here, and I just think that they're a young football team. I don't think they're ready for prime time just yet, but a great story, and they're going to end up probably somewhere around 500, and I think that they're going to be a good football team for the rest of the season, but I think they're a little bit of fool's gold in the sense of I don't think this team is a legitimate playoff contender or Super Bowl contender. I am selling that part of it. I think they're a playoff team, and I said it before the season that they were going to surprise some people. Um, I really do. I think they're a playoff team. I don't know if they're a Super Bowl team. And the next three games without McCaffrey are really going to tell us what they are um, heart and soul-wise because they have Dallas, Philly, and Minnesota right in a row. Um, and two of those games, they go to Dallas, but then Philly and Minnesota are at home, and they're back on the road to the Giants in Atlanta. So they have winnable games coming up you know, over the next five, six weeks. If they but win – if they Dallas and Minnesota are going to be the test without 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 McCaffrey. If they can win without without McCaffrey at Dallas and at Minnesota, that will say a lot for this team. Well, obviously the Giants and a couple of those. Would you say Giants and then who? Giants and Falcons, right? They have they have the Philadelphia and they have Giants yeah. and Falcons. Yeah. So Giants and Falcons should both be wins. So if they win two of the next three and then go into that two game stretch. Maybe I buy into it a little bit. I just think with the young team that they have, the injuries are going to kind of take their effect there. So moving on to David's favorite team, Las Vegas Raiders. Um, Derek Carr is off to a fantastic start. Uh, Darren Waller, of course, is a very good tight end, one of the best in the league. Defense is playing lights out right now. Max Crosby and the, and the crew are playing very good football, better football than most people probably anticipated. Uh, David, I'll let you start here. I honestly am, am still trying to make up my mind on this team. I'm not sure if they are fool's gold or not. I'm, I'm still kind of connecting the dots. They are an odd team. Um, do you think that they are fool's gold, or are you buying into them a little bit? You know, they've gone. They've taken two two victories to OT. They've made a sweat out a couple here. Last week against Miami, they had the lead, I think, with a minute 30 to go, eight points. They gave up a touchdown, and they gave up a two-point conversion to allow Miami to take it to overtime. Both teams kicked field goals, and again, they got in position to kick another field goal to win it. Against Baltimore, they obviously threw a uh, – got to overtime, threw a, a great pass to close that game out. Pittsburgh, you know, they went into Pittsburgh and handled Pittsburgh well. They didn't have their running back. Uh, Jacoby, I don't think he played that game. So it, it, that was the most impressive win, I think, of their win so far. They really have had some, you know, long games, and the injury list is starting to grow here. I mean, we have Derek Carr with an ankle. Uh, Richie Incognito still hasn't played with a calf. You know, you got Josh Jacobs out with a, a toe injury, whatever it is. You know, you got Nesbitt with a pectoral injury. You got the other rush guy um, who I, you know, Yanka. I don't can I can't pronounce the name. Oh, Yannick uh, Yannick and yeah. yeah, there you go. Stay He's got me, a David. hamstring. Stay with me. Yannick. Yannick. And Gakwe. And Gakwe. Yannick and Gakwe. He's got a hamstring. Mm -hmm. So, you know, again, that's starting to that's starting to creep itself up here a little bit. I love the Derek Carr to Waller to Renfro to Ruggs. He's he's using all his weapons when he's throwing. He's got, you know, six touchdowns to only two interceptions. You know, the defense is has held every has held all three opponents to just two touchdowns passing. Now they've given up five rushing touchdowns, which is something, and they're giving up 4.8 yards of rush. So they really have to knuckle in their rush defense, get that a little bit better. They're but again, the offense gets them a lead. They're they're showing they can do some stuff. And Crosby being clean and sober, God bless them for doing that. 
and yeah. making his life better. And he's really, really showing the talent that he holds inside. So, you know, I, I applaud him for taking care of his demons. And I, and I obviously support him in any which way we can to keep him clean and sober because he's having a hell of a career. And he looks like he's just having fun playing football, bro. He really for does. Sure. Yeah. Well, now, uh, I interviewed Max when he was coming out of Eastern Michigan, and he was a fantastic interview. I'm also happy because he was a really nice person. So I'm glad that he's kind of, you know, dealt with that, some of those demons and he's been able to come out on the other side seemingly, and he's playing – the best football of his career by a like he looks fantastic so far, legitimate like pro bowler potentially defensive. Player oh of the year. yeah, I mean, like he, he, looks he keeps really it up good. for sure. And now this week they got the Chargers, they got the Bears, they got the Broncos, Eagles, and then their bye week hits in eight. I think that's a perfect yeah. bye week for this team because again they're already nicked up a little bit. And then coming out of the bye week they get the Giants, they got Kansas City, then they got the Bengals. So. You know, they got some winnable games going into and coming out of the bye week. This is the big one against the Chargers this weekend. Let's yeah. see how they pair off against the Chargers. And then in two weeks, they got to pair off against Denver. Two big, and they're both away games. They're at the Chargers and they're at Denver. So let's see how they how they do against those two teams coming up. Well, Denver's going to be the last team that we, we um, talk about. But I would say that my the reason that I would sell the Raiders a little bit is because they're in that division right now where the Chargers look very much improved. Denver looks very improved. And also Kansas City right now is in fourth place in the division. You've got to think Kansas City is going to come back now if they're starting one and two. Like that, that roster is just too talented. And you got Pat Mahomes, a quarterback. So I think it's just going to be a little bit of back and forth in that division. It might take its wear and tear. And then honestly, Derek Carr's playing really well, buying into Derek Carr a little bit. I think he's playing good football. There's no doubt. The offensive line, I'm not buying into as much, man. Like, they, they had a lot of turnover this offseason. And I will keep saying this, and I, and I don't care how, who this offends. Alex Leatherwood should not be playing right tackle. He is Amen. a turn He's a turnstile, brother. He looks bad. I, and I, I, I am not a PFF guy, like pro football focus, as far as their grading and stuff. Right now, he has a 30-something grade, which is like the putrid of the putridest of grades. And if you watch his film – you're kind of like, yeah, that kind of matches up. That makes sense a little bit. So, yeah. Well, and also, he's, he's lead, I think he's leading the offensive line in penalties. He has He's averaging two a game as well as, you know, it, and when you when you watch him play, like yeah. I think it was two games ago he tapped out and he just saw, oh, I got an oblique injury or something. You know, you're getting your butt whooped all game. So you were just like, I'm tapping out. I'm out of here, you know. Well, well, and they were, like, highlighting him early in two weeks ago in the game. It was like, oh, look at this great run blocker. And then you see him in pass protection, brother, and it's just like, that's not good, man. Like, that's bad. Because he tested, like, this phenomenal athlete. He's got length, all this type of stuff. Just, like, his feet are so lazy in pass protection, and he just reaches so much. He lunges. It's just it's, – it's ugly, man. It's very ugly. Last team we want to get to, Denver Broncos. Teddy Bridgewater is playing Woo! way better than I ever thought Teddy Bridgewater Teddy would play. Teddy B, baby. He's playing well. I mean, hey, I, I, I will... called it. I said Teddy B, baby. And uh, you were like, relax. get out of here. He's average at best. At well, he best. Is, he he's is average. average. He is average at best. But he's had, he's had a great three games to start the season. So I will give the hats off to Teddy B. I will tip the cap. He's playing phenomenal right now the first three weeks. I'm selling it, though, because you know I don't think that for a full scope of games, I don't think that Teddy Bridgewater is a great quarterback. I think he is solid, manageable. That's all well and good. 
but they also have some injuries that they're dealing with. Jerry Judy's out for an extended period of time. That defense, I think, is good. Vic Fangio is always going to put a good product defensively out on the board, but they just don't have a great quarterback to me. If you don't have a great quarterback, I think that you're a little bit of fool's goal. And again, in that division that has seemingly the Raiders improving, has the Chargers improving, and again, you got to think the Kansas City Chiefs are going to make a little turnaround here after starting the season out a little rough. I am selling the Denver Broncos. Sorry. I'm, I'm selling too, and I hate to say it because I love George Payton and I love – this team you know i love a lot of people that it's work a good there roster. it's a yeah good it's roster. a good roster but i have to sell it because you know look at their opponents the first three weeks oh and three giants what oh and three one no oh and three jacksonville or one and two jacksonville oh and, and three. three jets so i mean again it's just it, you're looking at opponents that are, are really just chopped liver at this point and uh they you know they've only given up 26 points in the first two weeks they're, they had 27, 23, and 26 points scored on these defenses that really they should have ran up the scores into the 30s and 40s on, at least Jacksonville and the Jets. So the teeth of their their the next five or so games, they have Baltimore, Pittsburgh, uh, Raiders, Cleveland, Washington, Dallas, Philly. So if this team's going to be anything, you're going to see it in the next, uh, you know, in the weeks four through ten here, the next six games leading into their bye week. You know, I, I do. I like Teddy B. You know I do. I think he was a great addition. I thought, the, you know, obviously I thought they should, the Colts should have went and got Teddy B instead of Wentz. But, you know, here we go. We got four touchdowns to zero interceptions for Teddy B. They have three rushing touchdowns. They're averaging four yards of carry on the, uh, on the ground. And, you know, I like what they're doing a lot on offense. They're, they're being smart with the ball. You know, time of possessions, it's over three and a half minutes per per drive. They're starting on their own 32. I mean, the special teams is playing well. They have six, almost seven plays uh, a drive to score. It's really well balanced. I, I mean, again, if you watch them as a football enthusiast, you see a well-balanced offense, a good defense. But I can't – I got to sell it. I got to say it's a bit of fool's gold because the next six games are going to be so rough. And I just don't think they're built to win these these types of games in the next six. Sell it, sell it, sell it. Well, whatever happens though for any of these teams, we will we will hear at Mavs Sports Take. We're going to cover it. We're going to talk about it. We're going to dive into it and also the business side of everything. We want to thank everybody for tuning in tonight. We want to thank JD Woods, of course, for hopping on with us. We want to thank Nathaniel Noel, star running back out of Appalachian State, for hopping on with us and a little bit of fool's gold here. Uh, going to kick it over to David Turner a second for the final word. Just want to say, again, if you could like, share, subscribe, rate the podcast. It helps us grow because we appreciate the growth that we have had up to this point. We want to keep going. We want to keep getting there. Um, for my final shout of the night, I would just say it's nice to have football, man. Like no matter what is going on in your life, football kind of gives you a second to take you away from it. And any difficulties that you're surrounding you will also be – in Notre Dame this weekend and check out the Notre Dame-Cincinnati game. So go Irish. Um, check me out. If you are a listener in South Bend, Indiana, hit me up at Rise and Draft and we can talk. We can have a beer tailgating all day on that Saturday. And now kicking over to David Turner. What is the final thought of the night? Good, sir. Uh, follow us. Interact with us on social media, TikTok, um, you know, Twitter, Instagram. We're everywhere. We try to post daily something once a day. 
And again, we would just love to hear more from you guys. We'd love to, you know, be more interactive with our with our fans. You know, we're having over two thousand downloads a week. We want to obviously grow that into the ten thousands and more. But and we're very happy and thankful for the two thousands, and we thank you for all your support. But really, take this invitation and run with it. Get on um, our accounts, interact with us, follow us, share our stuff. And you know, if you want more content, you want something else as a segment, let us know. We'll do what we can. Same time, same place next week. This is Mav Sports Take, episode 59, signing out. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.